Welcome to Both Down, episode 49, the number one Blood Bowl podcast. In Seattle. In Seattle? Yeah. Why are we number one there? I'm sure it'll be explained later. Okay. I'll just trust you Unless on that. Unless got the wrong city. <laughs> That's great. That's just a shout out to our boy, Marshawn Lynch, who's out there. Jesus. Scott Prime wants to say hello to you, and so does Kilowagi. I'm pretty sure he doesn't listen. Sticking more of Case Bolt. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, as Scott said, introduce myself. I'm Steve Kilowagi. You're Scott Prime. Yep. What okay. is this? What? It's the 10th month of Gosh, year prime, right? Up. It's like the 10th and a half month. Anyways. So, in case anyone's wondering, my computer still sucks. I beat the Blood Bowl again, and it crashed again. And I got to watch it live, so his frustration was almost as deep-seated as the Cubs losing four straight games to the Mets. Not even close. <laughs> no. But there's probably zero chance I go and play the Blood Bowl again until I get a different computer. I will say this. The Cubs might have lost four straight games, but you know what they did do? They beat the Cardinals. That's all that really matters. <laughs> it's like OSU beating OU. It's like, yeah, we only won one game that season, but that's all that mattered. You guys, if the Mets or whoever else wins it, they can thank the Cubs for knocking out the two best teams in baseball. That's true. Before the Mets knocked out and the then third taking, best team in Taking baseball. a vacation and just not coming back from vacation. I blame David Ross. I always blame David Ross. Actually, I blame Castro. But that's me. Oh, that's your fault, that guy. My guy is David Ross. Hey, what if we trade both of them for, like, nothing? Just take the nothing. <laughs> I'm good with that. It might work. <laughs> David Ross is pretty much a nothing. I'm pretty sure this is not the baseball podcast. It, it can be. Baseball I to- I, podcast. I, I told you before that I tried to create a Blood Bowl game based off baseball, right? I don't believe we've discussed this. <clears throat> So I, remember here I love like baseball one. so much that I wanted, or I love Blood Bowl and baseball. Kind of found them both around the same time. Mm-hmm. That was '89 when they started watching the Cubs. They were and on they TV a lot, playoffs, and yeah. then they went to the playoffs. And so you know the magic was all there. So I was like, I'm going to create like a Blood Bowl game, and like every team could be a mixed race. So I made up this little chart where you could just roll, and all these different races, you know, were on the thing. So I made up a couple of teams, and I had all these tons of tables and charts. And you know, when ogres are up to to bat, that they get a plus, you know, whatever to the the pit <laughs> to hitting because they're strong and bashing. And agile I remember pitching. trying to get my friends to play, and they weren't so interested. So I played the three or four games by myself, and I thought it was I thought it was really amazing. And any good? And I don't remember. I thought it was, but of course, we need to find those rules. They're not around, dude. I don't doubt that. So, yeah, I tried to make it. I think I called it a... Bash bowl. Baseball. Baseball. Probably... Blood bash. Blood ball or something. Blood ball? Probably. Bloody balls. (laughs) Whatever. Baseball, blood bowl. I'm good. I was like, why not? I like it. I can do this with everything. Let's do it. Remember, Remember... Kickstarter. Yeah, there's there's no new games on Kickstarter. Not at all. It's an untapped market. It is an untapped market. Did I? Did we talk about last episode about the Iron Golems? Uh, we discussed about it, but it hadn't finished. 
Did we discuss how I backed him in the last seven hours? No. Okay. So you did? So, yeah, I... Within the last seven hours or whatever, we talked. Oh, I think it was the night we talked about the last podcast. I went and checked it and I kept looking at the models and looking at the models. (laughs) And of course, they have the best painters paint the models there. And I kept looking at them and I was like, really do like these models. And then, like, I got paid that day and I was like, "Eh, I got my last bit of overtime in. I kind of looked at things. I was like, well. Actually, I'm not going to order them because they're going to come in five billion pieces. Mm-hmm. Like, the, what's the cool chaos dwarves that come in so many pieces? The Valmarian ones from Greedo, right? Greedo. Love those models, mm-hmm. but they come in like 17 pieces Insane. per yeah. model or something. I over exaggerate, but you get what I'm saying. So I thought oh, I'll just ask the question. That way, <laughs> you it, tried. They didn't. I respond. tried, and not they didn't deal. respond. Or if they did respond, say, "Yeah, it comes in two pieces." It's probably not worth me building a whole bunch of models, right? Sure, because I don't like building models. Couldn't so tell. if somebody like a representative from Impact pulled me and said, would you like more customization? I'd say, no. <laughs> you don't want to glue the ears on your rhino? No. Sure. So he got back with me and like, I, I went to bed at like one o'clock that morning. I woke up and he answered the question of like, no, they're all one piece except for the big death roller, the big death roller thing, which I you know you had to put that together. Yeah, sure. I was like, dang it. <laughs> and so then I kept seeing the prices go up, and they unlocked more and more positionals or the free miniatures. And then by the time it was over, including the miniature that you had me add on, I even talked to Spencer Stevens uh, about it. And um, anyways, I bought them. <laughs> I spent 150 bucks. That's how they get you. I know. But it's worth it. I haven't. Laid down hard cash on like a team in a long time because I ordered all those GW teams through the store. Oh, yeah, the comic store yeah. and worked them off near the end there. So, yeah, so I actually paid a bunch of model, paid cool. a lot of money for some really awesome looking models, though. And now you're gonna pay to have someone do them. Um, <laughs> you know, I keep telling myself that because we've been playing Arcadia Quest on our game nights, yeah, and you know, I painted those models, which are bigger, you know, than much. But they don't look terrible. So no, I've been like, telling myself, like, if I could do that going really fast, I could paint these. So I've been trying to talk myself into, like, paint this team. This will be your final team that you paint. You're going to be old man soon. You're getting there. And then I can retire by painting this team. I don't see that happening. I don't really either. There's just too many models. <laughs> <laughs> and I care too much. With those oh, yeah. Arcadia Quest figures, it's like, who cares? They're better than gray plastic that's the biggest and then thing. i was so proud of those i'm like these look really cool when you care about the actual models you're like oh these are too awesome for me to screw up and then you paint them you're like okay i need to put a lot of detail on these because i'm never touching them again right and then it takes forever so i don't know when those things are going to come in or get minted or however second quarter of next year i thought oh is it that far away i think so yeah yeah i'm not in a, like a, not really that i'm in a hurry but You'll forget about them. There's a lot a present. Of, there's been a lot of cool teams out there, and but this one just hit at the right time and everything. So yeah. when I had extra money. Makes sense. And I kind of wanted, I don't know. I like all the dwarf teams, though. I like the third edition dwarves. Yeah. I like the old um, Dungeon Bowl dwarves that nobody likes. I mm-hmm. think they're all cool. So maybe that's just me living through it. So what else has been going on with you? Blood Bowl-wise, we had our team meeting, finally. Yeah, we had. Uh, After our season ended. Six months ago? No, it feels like six months ago. I think it was about five. <laughs> okay. 
You got a trophy. Thanks for correcting me. Yeah, I did. From the wrong year, but you got the right trophy. That was the wrong year, and it has the wrong look to it, too. If we're going to reorder it, might as well get the... What now that it? the other footballs are back in stock. <clears throat> so, oh, no, uh, there's a pirate head. Never mind. Yeah, we get our awards through Crown Trophies. Awards. Crown Trophy Awards Those or whatever. Crown Awards. Whatever. There's like three They're of them. on the website. Yeah, they're on the web. Everywhere. Crown Awards. <laughs> Crown Awards, yeah. And uh, we had to change. Uh, they, I guess we're out of the little pirate head that we use for our yeah. NIT. Nobody wants a pirate head as a so trophy. So we got like a little creepy castle thing. Um, it's cool looking. Kind of. Yeah, it is. And I swear you sat over my shoulder when I ordered those. So. Probably did. Just so didn't we just look. didn't. Yeah. So Steve got an award from three years ago. <laughs> For this last year. For the last year. <laughs> Whatever. It all works. Still got an award. It goes in the trophy case. I got an award. Yeah. I got two. Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. MVP, dude. Cheating MVP. My Minotaur got an award. I've never gotten an MVP. It's, it's random. Luck. I've had the best players in four of the five, four or five of the seasons, and never got an MVP. That is true. It's bullshit. It's rigged. It's not rigged. It's totally rigged. It's totally random. Nope. But at least this year, the best player won it. You could argue yeah. that. Yeah, he, he, he was better than action. Action but. sucked as a coach. Anyway, any other great news? We got some awesome uh, Threadball things oh, yeah. that got you, threadball, you uh, ordered for us. Bottle openers in. Yeah, they're those awesome cool. looking. Is there still some more of those available if other listeners want to get? I have no get? clue. It's on TFF. Oh, okay. Talk fantasy football. It's like these markers that you could also be bottle openers. So mm-hmm. That'd be great if you like to drink beer or soda pops. I like to drink bottled root beer at tournaments. So yeah, that's good. That'll come in handy. Good stuff. I look like a man. Pop. <laughs> You're always going to struggle to look like a man. Yeah, that's fine. I accept it. So do we want to... Uh... So what are we doing with this Halloween-themed episode? <laughs> well, we're going to talk about... And you say it as a vampire. Say it as a vampire. People really liked my star player vampire that I made. Really? Yes. Yeah, I saw that, but I don't know. So if Hungry Troll doesn't make one, next Nuffleween, we're getting us a Jim Johnson figure. Really? You're calling that right now? Calling it. Wow. Unless it's you know illegal to do so, then I'm not calling it. Well, how is Hungry Troll doing? I have no clue. I don't think they asked. Well, we're going to talk about how uh, you have chaos. To say it as a vampire. We are going to talk about how chaos teams are ruining Blood Bowl Two and the whining that goes on from everybody who plays them. No, it sounds like you. Oh, no, we're not going to. Comp- we're not going to talk about that. I kind of want to hit on it. Okay, if you're complaining about people playing chaos, yes, chaos Pl- sucks. Play a random league. That's all I wanted to put across. We, we don't have that problem in our league. That's, that's for damn sure. <laughs> We've had. Have we ever had a claw palm guy? Uh, I think was your Minotaur this year a claw palm? No, he has mighty blue piling on. Never got claws. No, he never got claw. And I had a chaos warrior that had claw and mighty blow. Right, but and never I, piling on. And no, he might have got piling on near the end. He does not have the block part of it. Oh yeah. 
But um, and I had a but I had a blitzer on my Amazon team that had block and mighty blow. Right. Or, my, block, mighty my, blow, and piling on. Right. Which makes those players very unique. <sighs> yeah. Because they come into their own. She was a killer. No, seriously, I've seen a lot of people just, and it's part of the game because chaos at like a, a, a certain level are really good. Yeah. Because of those things. And I'm sure there's a lot of non-tabletop people just building the best team to win, and you can't blame yeah, them because when know you better. play video games, that's what you do. I mean, Especially with the new game where there's not a whole lot of races to choose right. from. Although they can't play chaos in the new game because, wait. Yeah, chaos is in chaos the new game. Chaos is in there. Yeah. Yeah. All I'm saying is we don't we haven't experienced that problem because of random skills. And I'm sure that if we didn't have random skills, if you're playing chaos, like yeah. me and you have, and Brian, we probably would have had that problem. So or at least some of those players Probably. Like that. Yeah. You know, I just always theorize though, like how many games do they have to play to get that chaos team up to that level? Because you gotta still get the SPPs to get the skills. I mean, I guess they start Yeah. once you true. get the block, and once you get the mighty blow, then you start breaking the armor, and yeah. you get the claw. I, There's I, less people in the field, it's easier to get a. advantage. I, I guess so, but sure. man, I don't know if I have the dedication to play like 40 games to build up my team. It'd you probably, probably feed them the ball at certain points. I don't know. We, yeah. we don't play that way, so no, it's nice. we wouldn't understand. So Who knows? Maybe one day I'll start a digital league and um, with only people that will play with random skills. Only the people I could trust. That'd be Nobody I can trust, though. Anyways, so I got to talk like a vampire. Talk like a vampire, and you can tell us what the episode's about. So today's episode, does that sound like a vampire? It's a good one, yeah. Okay. You can do it as a mummy if you want. (laughs) Now, Stevie, what you need to do today is clean your room, and then we're going to talk. That's really offensive. My mom's dead. Oh, she makes even a better mummy. She's an undead. She's, she'd just be a zombie at this point. Okay. You wouldn't want her to be the mummy? We didn't wrap her up and take her organs out. Oh, okay. Zombie mom. That'd be a silver great show. Bells? Yeah. I don't think we should do zombie mom to silver bells. Okay. All right. So we're going to talk about... Uh, Stay tuned after the credits for her zombie mom to the <laughs> tune of silver bells. Zombie mom. <laughs> Good stuff. Oh, the tangents. Um, today we're going to talk about undead teams in the second edition. Ah, ah, ah. All of them are highlighting just one. There was only one. Oh, makes sense. Kind of. Ah, ah, ah. <laughs> okay. Then we're going to talk about. Oh. Then we're going to talk about some star players. Ah, ah, ah. Undead ones. Undead ones. Oh, you want me want me to do it? Are you tired of being a vampire? Yeah, it's pretty stupid. And then we're going to talk about Nuffaloween, a tournament for Nuffle that is in November because Nuffle's number is 11. Chance. Oh, That's one, why one. it's in November. Exactly. And also, it's after Halloween, and we kind of have to fudge with the dates. Of course. Because of OU. Saying he didn't know that? No, it was brought up on the podcast. Oh, that knucklehead. If you'd listen. Oh. That that knucklehead. (laughs) I don't listen to other people's podcasts. That that is not true. I know. You listen to everything. I do listen to everything. There's a few of them I'm not caught up, but 
I'm getting there. I don't think we've mentioned two new podcasts. I thought. Or did we? Percy the Troll and another I cannot remember. One? We uh, probably did. I don't know. Uh, we'll save it for shout outs. Too late. Just did it. Okay. So there's Percy's Trollcast. Yeah. Which is more slanted towards, I guess, after hearing one episode, it's kind of probably going to be kind of fluffy, but more towards the video game. They mentioned us a couple of times, and uh, I'll just say that our influence is felt very, very heavily on their show. It's oh, very nice. I, yeah, it's very yeah. There's similarities. Yeah, that's fine. Cool. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and then there's also the Anything But a One podcast, which I thought I would hate because it's like four people, mm-hmm. but they actually tend to control it well. They Although do. I think second episode, they didn't bother to introduce themselves. What? Or you, I missed it. You hate that podcast. You like every podcast to come in like you're the first time listening to it, don't you? Well, you can't, I, there's four people. I can't tell your voices. No, I'm, I'm saying <laughs> that because you gripe at me like sometimes when we forget. And I'm like, it's not a big deal. And you're like, oh, well, well, what if there's a first time listener? Yeah. And I'm like, okay, that makes sense. So, so I got you. We're always somebody's first. <laughs> That's what she said. I don't know what that means. So, yeah, that's what we got on tap. So, uh, let's get out of this long intro and let's get to the next segment right after this break. Ah, ah, ah. Both Down is brought to you by Wizards Asylum, your premier source for comics and games in Norman, Oklahoma. Check them out online at their new home, wizardsnorman.com. So for the first segment, we are going to talk about the undead team in second edition. And as you're saying, there's just one undead team back then, right? Okay, so going back to second edition. So let's talk currently. Third edition, we have three technical undead teams, right? Right. Undead, Necro, and Kimri. And some people like to call qualified Nurgle. I've heard some people call them like, well, because they're dying. Yeah, but they're not undead. It's just... In, half in half. some people's brain, sure. maybe they think they're dying because they can infect people. And oh, that makes sense. They can, take came them over. back to but, life. Yeah. But I would call the three undead teams. Kimry, uh, Undead, and then Necro. Okay. So, yes, back in uh, second edition, there was just the undead team. Um, the most famous one is, of course, being the Champions of Death, mm-hmm. which would not be both down approved even by me if I just made it up. Right. But how about, how about it, has, it has such a legendary thing that it's like, to me, it's one of those exceptions to the rule of right of names. You know, these legendary guys, and they're the champions of the dead. And it was yeah. back when there's only a few of them around, so they just picked up whatever names they wanted. And in the fluff too. Now, I don't, I don't have my uh, second edition uh, companion book yeah. with me, where all the rules were for necromantic. You had a necromancer, and you had to actually have, like, you had points allotted to raise, keep your guys alive. Oh. In an undead sense. And that could kind of fluctuate, and as they got skills, they were harder to keep alive and stuff like that. That's kind of neat. That was in the second edition book, or, or the second edition companion book. I'm just going to go off. That's that. also when they had aging, too, right? So that was probably kind of to offset the aging um, Since undead people don't technically age, I think it was more. So, yeah, I think it was, yeah, because the teams could probably get too powerful. Yeah, 
So and it makes the, it harder they, to keep the ones with the more skills, right. just like aging. Like I said, those are that whole book is nothing but a lot of extra, extra rules. So okay. I'm, I'm just going to look at second edition today. I didn't, okay. I didn't want to convolute this segment too much here. So we have the Champions of, De- of Death. Uh, their coach is the famous Tom O'Landry the Undying. Which up until recently, Siggy Lama thought that was just a cool name, but it's really <laughs> a, a pun off of Tom Landry, the old yeah. Dallas Cowboy coach. That was one of the things that got me in, into liking Blood Bowl was reading some of the fluff and seeing Tom O'Landry mm-hmm. and going to the graveyard and getting players and just different things. Which always blew my mind because as a kid, when we got into Blood Bowl, I played football, American football, and of course I was like. Does that mean the champions are death or kind of like the Dallas Cowboys? But then we have the dark side Cowboys. And you yeah. get what I'm saying? Because yeah. it was basically somebody just taking the pun of the coach and probably just working around like, oh, he could be a necromancer and yeah. we could do this champions of death and all this stuff. But Can we just speak for a second about his name too? Sure. Tom O'Landry. Am I missing something? Because really it's just like, let's take Tom Landry and make him Irish. <laughs> and then add the undying. If there's something there, I don't. I don't know. get it. If there's some joke there, I don't know. Okay. I mean, for all I know, this was play tested behind the scenes with Jervis Johnson, and they played it with uh, Sean O'Landry, and so he made a pun off Tom O'Landry. You know, I don't that, know. That works. I have no clue. I was always curious if like there was some <clears throat> British colloquialism that we're missing out on. If there is, I'm sure that the British listeners of both then will tell us if they ever catch up to our podcast because they're too busy listening to the three podcasts that are currently out there from England. Yeah, makes sense. <laughs> right, so when you guys catch up here, let us know. Jealous much? Um, if we're losing listeners, sure. <laughs> uh, we lose listeners just by talking. We're good. Oh, most definitely. <laughs> this year, Prime Stuff's killing them off slowly. I don't doubt that. It's killed off hosts, too. <laughs> it's only going to get worse with the, the year of uh, Kilowoggy. All right, so we have the Champions of Death. They are supposed to be the supreme undead team of, like, the Blood Bowl universe at the time. Right. And even so so much that in the second edition, when there's a, a team spotlight that's telling the players' names and stuff, they actually have separate stats for their skeleton players than uh, if you would were to make up your own undead team. Really? Yeah. Huh. Um, so, for example... Because in the fluff, the champions, to get uh, the best players, they'd go to the graveyard of Blood Bowl players and just reanimate them, right? Right. That was the thing was, is that, like, there's somewhere in the fluff where it talks about how, I think it's the Dwarf Giants are upset that Tom O'Landry's raiding, you know, raiding their... Their star players when they die, mm-hmm. he's going to the graveyard and raiding their best players and yeah. stuff. So, so that would explain why those skeletons are better than just regular skeletons that pop up, right? Okay. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go down the stat line just really quick, and there's gonna be actually I'm just gonna I'm gonna knock out the stat lines that don't matter, right? Because second edition had different skills that we no longer use, right? Uh, so the linemen and throwers they could move three. Um, they, they had thrower skeletons. Yep, oh, they okay. had a strength three. The lineman had it edge two. Thrower had edge three. Um, the thrower had back in second edition. There was a throwing skill and a cool, which was how you throw through the ball and how you catched. Okay, and the throwers had no pluses. But for example, an wow. elf thrower had plus two on his yeah. throwing skill, and a 
and a uh, elf catcher had plus two on his cool, so he could catch under pressure. The throwers have no modifiers, good or bad. Huh. The catchers were a little bit faster. They could move four. They had two strength, three agility, and they had a cool of zero. So they they could. There was really no great modifiers. Um. Even, and those were all skeleton positions, though. These are all skeleton positions. They That's neat. they actually had a thing where you can, if you follow the rules to the next page, there's a, a a place where they have mummies. Mummies replace players on a three to one basis. Okay. Back in second edition, you'd field your eleven players, but if you put an ogre on the field, you took two off and put the ogre on because they counted as two players on the field. With That's undead, uh huh. With undead, mummies counted as three. Because they were so powerful. They had uh, three movement, six strength, one agility, and 11 armor. Yeah, that makes sense then. Okay, so they were they were really powerful. They came with. They also had this disease called tomb rot. So uh, if you got this, you could get this infection. Um, you had to roll to see if you could actually hit them. You know, kind of like our hideous appearance okay. and stuff. Uh, if you got a serious... If I think it was... If they got give you a serious injury, they could give you this tomb rot... Let's see. Looking at the books, says on a roll of one through four, he contracts tomb rot. So it was very easy to contract tomb rot. The infected player must miss a D three games while he go- undergoes treatment for the disease. So Jeez. it was a powerful thing. Yeah. Um. So that is like standard undead team back then. You had mummies and skeletons. Okay. So the champions of death. And, I'll just and that was it. that was it on a regular undead team. That was it on the regular undead team. Oh. Okay. So. Because there was a separate werewolf team at the time, right? Yeah, we'll talk about that here okay. in a second. So the Champions of Death team is uh same movement line for all three positionals, uh, three, three, four for lineman, thrower, catcher. But the linemen for the Champions of Death had four strength, three agility, not three and two. Jeez. Um, they had higher armor, so they were a lot better. And then the throwers still had three movement, uh, three strength, three agility, but they had a plus one to their throwing skill, so they could throw the ball great. Armor didn't change. It stayed seven. The throwers are pretty much exactly the same, except they had what would be the equivalent of more go-for-its, which was a sprint skill. Yeah. And that changed from all sorts of numbers. Like back then, the mummies had zero, so they could not go extra spaces, no matter what. Mm -hmm. But maybe a human catcher, for example, had... Uh, sprint four mm-hmm. so you could take a chance up to four times so the the catchers had a little bit extra movement in their sprint category and they also had a cool of plus one so they kind of acted kind of like human you know and you know with yeah. the pluses and um pluses to catching and throwing it so th- these if you played the champions of death they were a lot better than if you made up your own de- undead team and back in second edition when you made a team you just made 11 characters right there's no monetary consideration. The campaign book brought in money. Right. So like when we played our season, I think we didn't get the campaign book until like week nine or whatever. And I think we just didn't worry about money until the next season that we started, if okay. I remember correctly. But back then you just picked however many people you could? Yeah. Wow. I mean, we kept full rosters and stuff. Okay. So. Unless they were injured and then they missed that game. Sure. You know. Don't tell me why we just didn't cut people and then <laughs> then hire new ones. Probably because in our mind you didn't cut people unless they died. So right. makes sense. I mean, that's just how we you know, you watch football, people don't get cut mid season. Or in our little twelve year old minds that didn't happen. So team management back then was a lot different. Yes. 
And it kind of makes sense because it was a lot easier to die back then. Yes. <laughs> um, so you were talking about uh, where's the werewolves? Where's the necro teams? Mm-hmm. There wasn't a necro team. There was a necromancer who created the undead team. Yeah. And that's where you'll hear a lot of people say, well, we shouldn't have a necro team or, or we should get rid of the Kimry team because they don't belong. And they were just put in third edition to fulfill an army in Warhammer, mm-hmm. which might probably was the case but i'm fine with all the different undead teams actually. yeah i like it but I've i like al- having differences i've also heard people say they ought to drop the drop the undead team and just have a necromantic team because that's the roots of the team yeah but, whatever so anyways back in second edition there was a werewolf team and the werewolf teams were nothing but pretty much human linemen until you transformed them and then um i'm gonna read this off because this is just a crazy skill yeah Okay, so werewolf teams. Werewolf teams are always made up of 16 linemen. So naturally, we thought you always have 16. Makes sense. Because in the books, it tells you like what they typically dwarf teams are made up and stuff. So that's where okay. we got that stuff. Um, these may be normal human form or may change into wolf form during the game. See the special rules. Transformation. Each werewolf must enter the field in human form, including returning after injury, but may change to wolf form at any time. A metamorphosizing player falls to the ground at the start of the werewolf turn. He stays there, writhing, until the end of the next werewolf turn. When he rises, following the normal rules, in a new form. While changing, the werewolf is considered to be prone. Werewolves may may not transform while in the dugout. They must be on the pitch. And then when they became werewolf, their stat lines as a human lineman were four movement, three strength, three agility, eight armor. When they turned into werewolves, it was four movement, four strength, four edge. Uh, their throwing skill, their um, cool went down to like minus two, minus one, but armor nine. Hmm. So they were like a good all-around team. They kind of became almost vampires that we have now. Today's vampires, yeah. Because the four movement doesn't mean anything. Because it's really... Four movement was, was like average like six, back then. Yeah. So six now. Right. So they were kind of a good all around running team when they were werewolves, but you had those couple turns as they were writhing, Mm -hmm. turning into werewolves. So what usually happened in our league, they didn't do great. I think they had like a winning season, like nine and seven or something. They didn't make the playoffs. I know that, but usually you could get almost all the way down the field with a fast enough team before they popped up and could get your ball carrier. So, but then after that, it was a, a pretty struggled game, you know, huh. kind of a hard fought game after that. So, anyways, that's them. Um, kind of a unique, goofy rule for second edition. You guys complain about, you know, goofy kickoff tables and stuff. Uh, special rules for the skeletons after kicking the ball, after a skeleton kicks the ball, including kickoffs, roll a d6. On a result of a five or six, the force of the kick has disconnected the skeleton's foot bone from his leg bones, and the injured player must retire to the stun box in the dugout. That's just stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't there one about a uh, skeleton facing off against mom, uh, werewolves? Yep, I was about to get to that oh, one. okay. Here we go. Wolf, wolf. The following rules apply so to the player in the wolf form. Werewolves hate everything alive. Werewolf must make a block if it ends its uh, move adjacent to an opponent. The werewolf coach may choose which opponent to block if there's several possibilities. 
If there's a skeleton on a pitch, a werewolf must always try to move next to the closest skeleton and make a block. If the skeleton causes a serious injury or killed result to the skeleton, the skeleton may not be repaired. The wolfman has run off with one or two vital bones. The werewolf is also removed from the pitch and is placed in the reserve box in the dugout. <laughs> this represents the werewolf running off to bury the bone. The werewolf may be substituted by another player if one is available. If the werewolf starts a move adjacent to a tree man, roll a d6 to see if it, the player gets um, er, distracted. On a result or one or two, the werewolf may not do anything else this turn because he's <laughs> peeing on him if you didn't catch that. Right. Because dogs like to pee on trees. They do. Marking the territory. <laughs> so <laughs> there's some second edition fluff for you. But, yeah, so there was werewolf That's teams. Awesome. There was undead teams. And then there was the champions of death who were a good undead team. Right. And then Nurgle and Vampire came out in fourth edition. Yes, they okay. came out. They came out later. Yeah, I mean, third edition came out, and then I think those experimental rules happened, and then they became like I think in the book officially in fourth edition. Okay, fourth living rule book or whatever, right? If I remember correctly, because I know at a time that there was like a vampire lord, which, from what I understand, right. is what turned He's into, amazing. Yeah, turned into the star player that we all know and love, Count Luthor. Um, but yeah. There Any major go. star players from the team? What's that? Any major star players from the team? For the Champions of Death? Yeah. Yeah, there was... Um, like, who did they have on the roster? So I assume it's like... I don't know. Oh, the Champions Numerous. of Death in the book, they had... No. Hubris Karth is a dark elf. That's true. Not Hubris. Humorous Carpel. No. Well, Humorous uh, Carpel, I believe, comes from... No, he doesn't. No, he's not in this book, so I don't know where he comes from. Okay. And I thought he was, but I guess not. Um, so, star players, we have the famous Rom Tut Third. Of course. Of course, he was a mummy even back then. Um, he had a faster movement than most mummies as he moved four, and he actually could sprint twice. He had seven strength. Jeez. Eleven armor. Block three, mighty blow two, toughness level four. So he's pretty. He was pretty awesome. Yeah, back in the day. And golly, that guy would give tomb rot so many times. I, mean, I hated playing <laughs> against that team because you got all your guys. You, your team you wouldn't might, be there next week. Yeah, you might have won the game, but you had all these guys infected with tomb rot, and it was like, damn, this is awful. Um, of course, there was Wilhelm Cheney, and we still have him today. Um. Back then, he had intercept, he had tackle, and toughness. He wasn't really that great, honestly. Still isn't that great now. Yeah, but a lot of people like him. I don't know why. Well, he seems cool. Werewolves are always cool, but they just never seem to do well for me. I don't have real good luck with him either, and I hated playing him that one time. <laughs> yeah. In the tournament, so, yeah. Screw Wilhelm. Everybody knows my uh, hate towards that guy. And then finally, the last, what I guess I would call the official undead star player, um, is Frank Einstein from the Brunder Grimjacks. But see, his race is listed in the star player book as human. So we just thought he was like a weird anomaly on a human team. Yeah. So Brundar Grimjacks were, they never were a necro team or undead team 
or anything but a human team when we played. Just because this is what his race card said, you know, human. Yeah, makes sense. Um, his alignment says chaos, but we just thought they were like evil chaos, chaos humans. Yeah, chaos humans. Yeah, yeah. and it, his position was blocker, so it just made all sorts of sense. And his stat line is everything like a human blocker, except he had mighty blow and toughness. But so we just thought he was like some weird anomaly for that team and stuff. Maybe we should talk more about this in the next segment. Yeah, but um, anyway, so. But yeah, later in the fluff, it they kind of rewrite Brunard Grimjax as a necro team. So hmm. okay, but interesting enough, that's that's it. That's undead man. That is the und. Where did they come from? Any like Washington or oh, are the there any like death? yeah? Are there any like locations that are they? You know, we can look that up really quick for you, Steve. Because I know this is the only time you really look at all the Blood Bowl stuff that you uh, acquire. Oh, I just acquire. I just like to. Acquire it and sit on it like a dragon. Godly. You know, I believe that. Yeah. Every once in a while, like some hobbit thing will come by and I'll just eat them. There's nothing obvious like their location or anything. Okay. They are, their team sponsors is the Temple of Moor, which was like the God of Death in the old Warhammer. Oh, okay. Things. Or like a God of Death or something like that. Yeah. So anyways. Well, that's pretty cool. So you want to end this and get back with Star Players? More in depth. Let's do it, buddy. Okay. Okay, so what's this guy's name? Ashy? Okay. Okay. Um, Ashy, bumper, take one. Cut, cut, cut. Look, we need to actually be able to understand you, okay? Try this again. Take two. Ashy, go. What the hell? Just say both down, Steve and Scott. No, both down. Both down. Okay, forget it. And segment two, we're going to be talking about the, I guess, undead, necro, Camry, anything Halloween-related star players. These are kind of like, yeah. It's kind of a catch-all. Yeah, anything that you would be scared of in a horror movie, no. I'm pretty sure I'd be scared of most of those guys. Yeah, never mind. Except for, like, Puggy. I don't know. Puggy in his armor. Comes up to you and just Puggy running. Breaking Breath in Leprechaun 15. I would watch that. Of course you would. Didn't you watch like Hellraiser 1 through 10 in one setting? 1 and 2. You watch more than that in one setting. No, it was 1 and 2. Okay. It didn't end until like 2 in the morning, but. Okay. That was like the 5th and 6th movie of the day. Ugh. It was a good day you were gone. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that you think every day I'm gone is a good day. I didn't have to say it. <laughs> I think the world knows it. Yeah. Those days where I'm gone all day, I know you just like don't even put on pants and you just get up and you're like, yippee. No, you I walk always, out to the lazy boy and you just watch TV all day. I always have pants on. Okay. Always. Just no shirt. Well, of course. You gotta <laughs> let the let him breathe. <laughs> gotta let him musk out. So anyways, speaking of disgusting things, 
<laughs> so let's go over just the list of the star players that fit into that category. And coincidentally, these are still the star players that you're allowed to take on any team at Nuffleween. Right. And we've done that since the beginning, haven't we? Yeah, I mean, Nuffleween's been an opportunity for you to take Halloween-themed characters, or what we deem as Halloween-themed characters. So, right. So, yeah, let's, let's just go over them, especially since, you know, talking about some old-school star players, let's talk about some new school. Sure. So the first one we have is Count Luther von Drakenborg. And he obviously is a vampire. He's expensive. A very expensive vampire, but probably worth it. Uh, I don't I know that I've ever taken him. Um, I don't think, I don't really think I have either. I might have been just a, I'm trying to think of when I took him. Does he play for anybody besides the vampire team? He plays for, I think he's just vampire. I'm, I'm looking right now. Necromantic Undead. Vampire. Okay, I haven't really played any of those in the league. I honestly don't think I've played with him. Since I haven't played... I don't ever remember taking him for Undead. Okay. Um, but he's very expensive. I played against him, yeah. and he is a beast. Um, he has a block, hypnotic gaze, regeneration, sidestep, and five strength. Five strength is nice. Five strength is, yeah. And that, four agility still? Yeah, four agility. Yeah, hey. He's not some terrible player like we <laughs> made up last episode. That was awesome. It was awesome. Hey, so next we have Crazy Igor. He also can only be played on vampire teams, but he's not a vampire. He's like a thrall with some skills. Yeah. Uh, he can also be bit just like if he was a thrall. Uh, his stat line is uh, six three three eight, so he's a little bit tougher than a normal thrall. He also comes with loner, dauntless, regeneration, and thick skull. I have played with him. I don't see the point. I really don't. Um, I, I, strategically, I can't tell you why he's good, but I played him last year at Nuffleween. Yeah, <clears throat> on a team of Amazons that had him and. Um, Willow Rosebark on the team. And both of the players were very much worth the money in my four games. I don't know if it was because I was playing Amazon, so this guy... He just seems very generic. He was tougher, you yeah. know, because he had the eight armor. Like, I, I would put him in front of people's, you know, piece that wanted... If I had to tie up something that was going to pound oh, me. Oh, well, I can see that, yeah. And he held his own great, and there was a few times I actually used Dauntless and it worked. So I was surprised. So yeah, on an Amazon team, I can see it. Is he worth one hundred and twenty? I don't know. It's kind of cheap for what you. It get. was. It was kind of fun playing him. I mean, I, I enjoyed it. And there are no. There are no figures for this character. No, to none, my knowledge. No, there's none that I know. And if he it, really, he's just a thrall. He's going off of the Igor from Frankenstein. Oh, pun name. I just need to get a new thrall figure and just paint him up. And be a. You get that's, that's like great. an evil henchman. Any type of evil henchman figure should probably work. Yeah, if you wanted to make him different. Yeah. He could be like a green Igor. I don't know. I don't know. Or a hunchback type miniature. Hunchback would seem to make sense. That's probably more accurate, right? <laughs> Excuse me. Wasn't your hunch on the other side just a moment ago? You have I, no clue. No. I know that's a line hunch. from a movie. What hunch? Young Frankenstein. Okay, yeah. Or Frankenstein. 
No, I don't. I've never seen it. Is that the one with Yahoo Serious? I will kick your ass right now. I'm being serious? No. What is the Yahoo Serious movie? I don't know. Yeah, you do. It's I like honestly Young Frankenstein don't. or Oh, Young Einstein. Young Einstein. Okay. okay. Yeah. Frankenstein, Einstein. They're kind of. I the can same sort guy. of forgive that. Okay. No, it's a Mel Brooks movie. It's amazing. Never seen it. Probably never will. So sad. Uh, next up, we got Hack and Slash. I have played Hack and Slash, and I hate I think his everybody's kids. played him. Well, he's cheap, and you think you're going to get a great player. He's for, not as cheap as he used to be. Yeah, he's 120. Uh, he can be played on Kimry, Necromantic, or Undead. He comes with a chainsaw, regeneration, secret weapon, sidestep, and, of course, loner, 6327. I hate this guy. Yeah. But really, I hate, I love the miniature. I always want to play him, and when I do, it doesn't matter even if I get to hit first, because the kickout kickoff result will be blitz and then they'll blitz him and they'll fall on his chainsaw so i hate him <laughs> it really seems like the first three seasons or so we were always so scared of the chainsaw people because they're super cheap back then too because he was like 90 or 80 and then i don't know what happened just like we were like wait we don't need to sit back we can just kick the crap out of these guys and alert themselves oh yeah and then we'd never play him again. Now, the bad thing about him is that sidestep. If you do not knock him down, he can really position himself in a yeah. good, you know, a better position. But, no, I, I, I hate him. It's a character that, like I said, I love the miniature. I have two hack and slash miniatures, actually. Two different ones. One painted up as Ghost Rider. Oh, that, yeah. Uh, I can't remember the maker of I that I need miniature. the fifth edition one. And then I have the fifth edition one. But I hate, I just hate the cat. I'll, I will never pick him. I understand. Next, humorous carpal. Oh, obviously, hack and slash is a skeleton. If you didn't know, really, just telling people. I'm joking with you, brother. Okay, just, just relax, man. Just letting it out, yo. All right, humor, humorous carpal. He's just Kimry only. So, what is the dude? He's basically a skeleton catcher. Okay, because he comes with loner catch, dodge, regeneration, nerves of steel. And he has, yeah, that makes um, sense. he's only 130. Um, I think Kent and them used him one year at Nuffleween. Mm, yeah. I think they liked him from what I remember. Uh, seven movement, which is fast for Kimry. Uh, two strength, three agility, and seven armor. So, again, one of those characters that there's no figure for. But if he's just a Kimry catcher and he can only play for Kimry, then it makes sense just to slap together a Kimry Right. Catcher. I have an extra Kimry skeleton. And I have a gold ring painted around him to be him if needed. Should modify, like, chop off the one of those uh, oven mitt hands mm-hmm. for the humans. Sure. Or a skaven, just put it on him. If you give me an extra skaven, I'll, I'll, maybe I'll do that. No, thanks. Okay. Just just an idea. Next, Ikatha Benoin. This is an old dark elf thrower. From, from the, the fluff? fluff. Mm-hmm. Oh. He's a former dark side cowboy. Oh. And so is he Dark Elf? Yes, that's why he can play on Dark Elves or Kimry teams. Uh, he has Loner, Accurate, Dump Off, Nerves of Steel, Pass, Regeneration, and Sure Hands. He's 220k, 7337. So he's like a Dark Elf runner. Okay. So he's on our list. Why? Because he plays for Kimry? Yeah. He's like a Kimry. <laughs> okay. He's he's pretty good. I played with him before. Hmm. I mean, again, no he's f- a faster guy 
that if you have to throw with Kimry. He's, I have no idea where this name comes from. Like, at all. Well, I'm sorry. I don't know either. Okay. Probably some, some play tester. So, no figure. It'd be kind of cool to get, like, if you can find an Egyptian... Um, elf? Not an Egyptian elf, but... Like a Egyptian character. Mm-hmm. And then make it like a... Elf? Like an elf. Right. Yeah. Now I'm trying to think what the, what it was like the wizards were called back then. You know? Um, shamans? Not a shaman. Whatever it was. Anubius? Anubis? I like Anubius. Whatever... I just made that up. <laughs> whatever... Uh, the Rock oh from The Mummy yes. Returns? Yes, The Rock. From the Mummy Returns. What Black Adam, whatever Black Adam was to... A jerk? Yes, a jerk. <laughs> a Takar? Sure, a, a Fakur. He was a Fakur. <laughs> okay, the movie... <laughs> Jate Your Lice, which is a pun off what name? Jerry Rice. There you go, took, Jerry Rice. Took me forever. It took me forever, too, so don't... So now Siggy can, like, send us a text or a tweet and go, like, ha-ha, I knew that a long time ago. Yeah, good for him. I know who my father is. Hey, don't bring that up on the podcast. I have no idea if that's true. Let's let that of be, him. dude. So, uh, Jay, your life's place for necromantic, undead, or vampire teams. Uh, he has loner catch, diving catch, dodge, sprint. Stat line is 8337. 180k. I have never played him that I can remember. No. What is he? I think he's like a ghoul. See, I think werewolf. Because of ear lice. Oh. Well, damn, that makes so much freaking sense in the world. Does it? Yeah, I mean, why not? Catch, diving catch, dodge, sprint. Yeah, okay. Necromantic. Oh, man. Yeah, so maybe he's one of those vampires that can turn into a werewolf. Oh, that'd be cool. I I know Twilight's tried to erase that from my childhood, but used to vampires could turn into wolves or bats. Yeah, it depends on the version. Some of them can't go across running water or rose petals. Let's base this off of old Bugs Bunny cartoons. Oh, okay. Thank you. Witches can turn into bats, too. I think in old uh, Bugs Bunny cartoons, anything good. Oh, well, that's the world I want to live in. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Next is the all... Knowing all present, Ramtut the Third. Ramtut the Third. You like him. You like his name because he says Ram in it. Also says Tut. Right. So Ramtut the Third. He can play for Kimri, Necromantic, or Undead. He is basically supposed to be the big bad mummy that we got in second edition. Of course, his skills are Loner, Break Tackle, Mighty Blow, Regeneration, and Wrestle. Five. Five movement, which is a lot for... Oh, yeah. Six strength, one agility, nine armor. He is 380k. So he's very much like the second edition version of him. Because he's faster, he's strong. But no block. Armor is not as big, and wrestles just worthless. Yeah. It's not worthless, but... It's just... I'm not wrestling somebody. You're just not keen to wrestle a guy down when you're 380k. No. And you have six strength. You want to pound with that guy. Yeah. So, and I have nine armor. So 
unless you have block, I think I'm just going to take both down, take my chances. I've never had an opportunity to play with him, but I would in our league if I had the opportunity. Yeah. Now, this one does has, have its own model. I don't, know, awesome. I don't know if I'll ever play with him in a tournament, though. He's worth so much. I don't know how you Unless can. I do something crazy at Chaos Cup and play yeah. with like, all skeletons and ram tuts, which is possible. That'd be cool. You know, there's the champions of death. The funky tuts. Oh, that's a great name. Should get it both down approved by tweeting at BD approved. Well, why don't you do that? And let the little second edition dwarf and Skaven decide your fate. I don't trust them. What would you call your team? The funky towns? The funky tuts. Oh, that's, that's a great name. It's from, never mind. That's okay. They denied my St. Louis and hams. As they should. Yeah, well, I didn't have a chance to explain why. That's I'm awesome. Hams. That is a great name. Yeah, moving on. Okay. Next next player. Setek. Uh-huh. Which is what? I can't say his name. That's why he's here. Oh. Yeah. Uh, he is uh, he's Kimri, Necromatic, Undead, Skills, Loner Block, Break Tackle, Juggernaut, Regeneration, and Strip Ball. 220K, 6 movement, 4 strength. Two agility and eight armor. For my money, I'd rather have him, and I played with yeah. him several, several times. He seems really good. I can't get. I mean, it sounds Camry like the name Setek, but I can't see where he fits on a Camry team. The way I look at him is he's a blitz raw with a little bit more strength. Oh yeah, that makes he has sense. the strip ball, the block, the okay, break yeah. tackle, the juggernaut. So that's what he is. So he's, just a really skilled up. He's a, he's, a, he's a strong Blitzra. Hmm. That makes sense. And he's worth the money at yeah. 220. He's probably one of my favorite players for them, dude. Played against him a couple of times, and he's frustrating as hell. Yeah. So no model. Just take an old Blitzra, Camry, and set him up. Who could? See, I thought... I was saying no official... I'm saying no official, no official GW model. models. Right. There is a Tomb market. Guardian that is sold by Impact. Impact. Yeah. The one that doesn't have the hat mm-hmm. that looks very similar to the GW one with the yeah, hat. Same painter, I mean, same sculpture. That's the one I would get for Sectech. Even though you think Sectech should have the hat and the other one should not have a hat. But whatever. That that would be the model I'd go to first if I was just going to buy a model for him. Everything looks like a mummy. Cut off his arms, put skeleton arms on. Okay. Like he's we're, unraveled. We're going to model. Yeah, we're going to model him. Whatever. Fine. <laughs> I'm just not going to contribute anymore. You well, don't appreciate me. What's new about both down? Wow. <laughs> Next player. No. No, apparently I'm not needed. You're very beautiful. Yay. It's Sinbad. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, Sinbad. I've never played this guy either. Because he's stabby. Yeah. Uh, I, I assume he's supposed to be a pirate skeleton like Sinbad. I was thinking skeletons from the Seven Voyages of Sinbad. Yeah, that's what I yeah. I see too. Um, he's for Necrom. I'm sorry, Camry and Undead. God, this rule book I'm reading out of is terrible. Or my eyes are really bad. So say it's the same one we've always had. <laughs> uh, it's probably my eyes. Uh, loner block, jump up, pass block, regeneration, secret weapon, sidestep, stab, for a cheap price of eighty. That is insanely cheap. Six three three six three two seven. 
still insanely cheap. I might have played with him early on in our league, but I, can't, might I don't remember. I know I played against him. He is cheap, and if you can make a drive last pretty long. Yeah. yeah. Or even if you're, well, you're not goblins, never mind. Yeah, if you're Once you go to Nuffleween. If you're, yeah, well, we'll talk about that in the third segment, Steve. So, yeah, he's a pretty good little skeleton player with a sword. Yeah. And there is not an official model, but there's an unofficial model also sold by Impact, which I th- I think is oh yeah exclusive only to Impact. Okay. I think. It's a good model, too. So, yeah, it really is. It's a nice little model. Um, and then, I believe, it brings us to the worst for last, Wilhelm <laughs> Chaney. Yeah, Wilhelm Chaney, you are a terrible star player. But... I'm going to talk about you anyway. So yep. Wilhelm Chaney, Necromantic, Norse Vampire. He's as Loner, Catch, Claws, Frenzy, Regeneration, Wrestle. He's 240K, 8438. And if you don't know, the name comes from Lon Chaney, who played the Wolfman. And second edition. Yeah. Well, he's he's a carryover, yeah. Oh, right, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's definitely from Lon Chaney. And there's an old second edition model. There is him. for him. That's really cool. Mm-hmm. It's one of my favorite models. Yeah, I finally got enough of those now that I can turn one of my other... I, I can make that be the star player of Wilhelm Chaney and then have an extra one for my Chaos Pack team. Cool. Just because that's what I do. <laughs> I, I don't mind his stats, honestly. Like, when I played him on Fumble, yeah, he has worked really good for me. But when I played him on Tabletop, he's always terrible. And I don't know what the reason is. I've played him once, and it was the same exact thing. It just seems like, for whatever reason, for us, that guy is cursed. But some star players are player awesome, but this guy, no, I don't like Never him. been worth it. Yeah, he's, a, he's a bum star player in my eyes. Yeah, bum. Yeah, yeah bum. Yeah, bum, Wilhelm. And one more star player. What was his brother's name? Vilber? Oh, yeah, Vilmer. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's no Wilhelm, star player. Wilmer Cheney. You can go back through the years of both damn podcasts and listen to Wilhelm on one of those. Oh, if people ask, we might have him back on. <laughs> I hate that guy. We could have a special star interview play episode. I wonder if anybody will take him this year, Nuffleween. I don't know. Speaking of Nuffleween, maybe we should take a break. And come back with Nuffleween information. Hello, this is Crazy Igor for Crazy Igor's Weapons Depot. Come on down and make a crazy deal. I'm slashing prices and slashing players and slashing custom. I'm I'm not slashing customers, but come on down and make a deal. I have bombs and stabby things and... Death rollers, anything you need that you don't want the refs to know you have. And actually, if you need it, I know the refs and can help you make a donation to referee balls. <laughs> if you know what I mean, referee balls, it, it, it bribes. Yes, come and you're going to make bribes here too, but uh, you don't. You didn't hear that from me, Crazy Igor, for 
I wouldn't do that. But anyway, I will cut prices and make them very low so you can get a good deal. Yes, it crazy Igor's Weapons Depot. For the final segment, we're going to be talking about Nuffleween, our annual tournament for Halloween, basically. And it's Nuffleween 4. It came... I've I've looked over these damn rules so many times. It came from beneath the pitch. Yeah, except on the rules, it just says it came beneath the pitch. No, it's that, a, my, mine here says it came from beneath the pitch. But on the uh, splash page... Oh, on the website? Yeah. Is it just say it came beneath the pitch? Hold on. He's Wow, it does Oh. Yeah, it does say that on the splash page. Of, that is a whole different tournament, sir. No wonder we've uh gotten so <laughs> many responses from the ladies. Like I don't want to come to that, real. Oh. So it was <laughs> supposed to be it came from beneath the pitch. <laughs> this is our uh, annual tournament, like I said, for Halloween. We've themed it this year to uh, be in conjunction with the Golden Tentacle up in Seattle, right? Yes. Um, Isn't it in Seattle? Seattle, Washington area thing. Okay. Close enough. That's kind why I said it at the beginning. Pacific Rim area. Pacific Rim job. I, I that was that... Up there were the the former artist known as the Island Pacific artist as Willie Seaweed used to do artwork somewhere up that way. Willie Seaweed. Willie Seaweed is a real artist. He's not look a, look well, it up. No, I'm not. Look it up. No, he's a Northwest Pacific um, artist. We're like probably making Indian fun of his artist. name. I was gonna say it's an Indian name. So no, that's his real name. Yeah, I did do a report. That's on what him. I'm saying. We've, being racist. That's a recall back from college art wow. history. Boom. Nailed it. How do you like that? It's no Schwarzenegger. <laughs> Willie Seaweed is a lot better than Schwarzenegger. Yeah, but Schwarzenegger has total recall. Okay. Moving on. Moving on up. So, yes, this is kind of a um, homage. I don't know how you want to say it. Co-sponsorship. <laughs> Co-sponsorship, yeah, however you want to look at it. Um, they do us a favor, we do them a favor, everybody's happy. I guess. So, <laughs> we've decided to bring Lude Grip Whip Arm back into action. So, for the last, this is uh, no point four. Yeah. For the last three years, we've had star players that you could use on your team. Which we went over on the last segment. Well, any team can take those. Any team can take the uh, what we deem the Halloween star players. Mm-hmm. And in the years past, they came with the fan favorite skill to encourage people to play with them. Right. Um, and, you know, so we saw things like, you know, the Amazon team that had Crazy Igor mm-hmm. that I won with last year, won the tournament with. And we've seen other combinations of that stuff. Um, but, yeah, fan favorite, I don't know if I've even incorporated it that much into the kickoff table this year. Well, there's probably a reason why. Uh, so if you've been to Nuffleween before, you had that option to build your team and take one of those star players to get fan favorite. This year, we've stripped fan favorite from all those star players mm-hmm. um, just because eh, we wanted to do something a little bit different. So they're still offered to all the teams, 
And but this year we get to add Lude Grip Whip Arm. Right. Because he came down to prove his worth at our tournament and brought all of his tentacly goodness. <laughs> all his tentacly goodness. Now now Lude Grip, to encourage people to use him, he will be the only star player that gets the fan favorite skill right. added on. So I'm assuming that at least Kent will have him on his team. <laughs> yes. I think I know one other person because I told him I had one and I lied. I have <laughs> one, but he's not painted. Oh, I gotcha. So he's not a bad player, but he no. he could be a good player for a team that maybe needs a ball carrier or Absolutely. something. Yeah. Um, so th- you got plenty of star players and we're encouraging you to play them. Not only that is you get to build your team with uh, 1.1 million just to build your basic team. And then uh, you get to add uh, skills later for your team. Do you remember what the skill pack is, Steve? Did we do a skill pack, technically? No, we didn't. You weren't ready for that question, were you? No, of course not. I'm not ready for most things. (laughs) Additional skills. After you build, you get an additional 150K. You can use to spend however you want for skills on the team. Right. You can get the normal upgrades for 20, You know, doubles for 30. And that's it. There's no movement or armor like in most right. tournament rule packs and you can only assign one additional skill per player and no skill can be taken more than three times right so you're going to have your seven skills or whatever mm-hmm. spread out to all your players and for a uh, very specific reason too because nuffleween has a trick-or-treat rule so if me and steve sat down at table one on round one Right before the game happens, we'll see what happens. Trick or treat. Well, it defaults to a trick, which means we are going to roll a D8. And whatever number that player randomly gets, he'll actually lose that skill of the skilled positions. Yeah, so we take our seven skilled players, number them, find out which one, and they lose the additional skill they got. And then from that point on, if you win your game or tie it, you have to lose your skill by a randomization. You get the trick. And if you lose your game, you get you, the treat. You get the treat. You get to pick which skill is the most important for you to, or the best skill to lose. Right. Which ones are the best to keep. And you get to sit down and see who your opponent is and go like, oh, this is, you know, this is a dwarf team. I guess I'll go ahead and lose dodge now because it's, it's not, not going to matter anyways yep. or, or whatever it is. And you lose them for the rest of the tournament. So, so yeah. A little bit of strategy. Yeah, so you're going to lose four skills over the course of the day. It's a four-round tournament. And if you do well, it's not going to be up to you which ones you lose. Exactly. So um, ever since we started doing the trick-or-treat rule, which began as a discussion up at Chaos Cup, if you remember, with yeah. the, the Swedes and Core. And Core, yeah. Um, ever since we kind of did this, we've had a lot of feedback, you know, like, the feedback usually is like, oh, it's <laughs> tough, and oh, man, I lost this skill. And then you talk to them, and they're like, oh, I really love it, though. Mm-hmm. So so we've had really good feedback. Like Everybody knows that it can be game-breaking to lose that, that sure hands on your one guy or whatever. Oh, yeah. But then they like the, the little challenge inside the game and of it's overcoming all even, it. You know. Yeah. So we've had really positive results, and we can't wait. I mean, we have uh, – Halloween-themed trophies. I usually buy decorations and candy and stuff. We have decorations. We have um, we always do the monster cereals with the, the Crit Beast. Mm-hmm. Uh, or we have the Crit casual- Beast. I'm sorry, the Casualty oh, yeah. Beast is what we call it. So whoever uh, causes the, the casualty in their game, they get this little cool bat. And you get to hold on to it. And if you end the game with the bat, you get 
a prize, mm-hmm. which is usually a box of monster cereal and something else, usually. I think. I don't know. We don't it's have been part. a year. Yeah, it's been a while. <laughs> so, um, do you know what you're taking? Um, I think I'm taking Necro. Necro, huh? Because I've taken Undead before. Well, or vice versa. I can't remember. Well, I'd like to announce it now for those who are t- attending Nuffleween that there will be a team given away. A very special team. Right. Uh, so if you do attend uh, Nuffleween, you're going to get a... And it's painted. The team that I'm giving away is painted, and it will... It can, you know how like some people buy you know, maybe like pro elves, and they mm-hmm. use them also for wood elves? Mm-hmm. This is very similar. Right. You can use this team for two two other Blood Bowl teams. So it's pretty amazing. Two other or just two teams? I'm sorry, two teams. Undead and Necro. Oh, you're going to give it away? Well, I mean, that's what I assume. Okay. Well, it's Steve gives themed. away everything. So. It could be halflings and goblins. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so it's going to be a great time. Did we forget any other rules here? It's pretty much all the rules. We've got a yeah. custom kickoff table and a custom weather chart. So we started the custom kickoff table for the last two years or was it just I think this we've year done it since year? the beginning have we yeah You've- this one we do the weird kickoff table uh oklahoma bowl we keep straight spiky has weird rules this one has the weird kickoff table right we don't do weird weather so you people who are scared of the weird weather you can just come to nuffleween and uh we do weird weather no we don't don't do we we better or my kickoff result is wrong no, nah, I think we fixed it. Well, then all the rules are wrong. No, nah, you're good, man. No, we'll get seven. Yeah, we're good. It, it, oh, you that's wanna... outside of the... <laughs> Exactly. You want to go over this now? Uh, I guess that makes sense. Yeah. yeah, we fixed this, but brother. Yeah. We did it so long ago, you don't might, might not remember. So Steve has always wanted to do the custom kickoff table and theme it. You know, obviously, over the subject of Nuffleween, yeah. um, the one year was um, Halloween themed. The first year was just straight Halloween, just themed. Halloween, and then I think we the did. Second year was also just tweaked, right? And then last year was Phantasm themed, Phantasm, Phantasm movie, and this year is Tentacles. Tentacles, the movie? No, it's just Tentacles. Okay. Well, what I'm trying to lead up to is, if you come to town for Nuffleween Friday night, we will be watching a movie at the home of the Gingers. Yes. Yeah, and you're welcome to come over, watch a scary movie, and then get your butts out as soon as it's <laughs> over, so we can all go to sleep and play lots of Blood Bowl. There's a hard out at eleven. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't really decided what movie to watch either. Because, oh, I thought you already bought this. No, see, this is not technically based on a movie because we're doing it with Whipar Ludgrip. So um, there is a movie called "It Came from Beneath the Seas" that has. A sea monster with tentacles, and I don't think anybody wants to watch that. Okay, so it's you, like nineteen. So the movie is undecided as of right, right? Now. Because it's like cheapo nineteen fifty six. Okay, but you will pick out a movie between now and then. I was going to kind of email out to people, see what they were thinking. Really? Okay, Phantasm two. There. <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> if you want a movie, <laughs> I can find worse. We can watch Basket Case. Oh Lord. I don't want to watch any of them because they're scary movies. And I don't care nope. if they're like Nickelodeon shows. Killer Clowns now. from Outer Space. You picked the Movies up to you guys because I don't like scary movies. 
Is killer clowns from outer space that scary? You know how I yelled a lot during Phantasm about how stupid it was? Yeah. That's just to kind of like overpower the fear of scary movies. Like I can go through a haunted house acting really tough, but if I don't do that, I'm going to be scared. So you know I don't- what the scariest part of Phantasm was? The random black lady who just showed up in their house for one scene. Yes. Who are you, lady? Watch Phantasm. Why are you here? She will show up out of the middle of nowhere, and you'll never see her again. Hey, boys. How's it going? Oh, it's going pretty well. You want to watch Reggie? Nah, that's okay. You take him. Okay. See you later. What? So, anyways, yeah. Dude, they didn't need to remake Phantasm with her coming back. Like She was just a ghost the whole time messing with them. Maybe it was. From that other dimension. Should be. All right. Let's get back on Blood Bowl. Okay. So did you want to go over the kickoff table? or? Yeah, why don't you go over the kickoff table really quick? All right, so basically, as I stated, the idea was tentacles were underneath the pitch. Okay, so, nice creepy go. vibe. Um, number two, the referee appears to have been eaten. A tentacle has come up and taken one of the referees. Each team gets a free bribe for the rest of the game. That's, that's pretty cool. Kind of like the regular one. All right, you want me to read number three? Sure. Number three. We're getting mad. They're oh, they're getting mad. We better hurry up. In quotes, move the turn marker forward one turn, even if it ends the game. Ooh, you are brutal, my friend. Yeah, speeds up the game. It does. That's a no matter what. Okay. So four is the slime from below. Some sort of slime has oozed up from below and covered the ball in its sticky essence. To represent this, the ball carrier for this drive will have to roll a D6 whenever they hand off or pass the ball. On a one, they fail and hold on to it. Simple enough. Number five. What's that near the stands? Question mark. Roll a D6 and add fame. The lowest result, or both if tied, will have a probability wizard in their employee... Dragged into the tunnels and eaten. Lose a reroll, gain a dead probability wizard. <laughs> what? What? Did I read that right? Yeah. I like that one. That one still makes oh, me laugh. okay, okay. So there's some wizards in the stands. They're watching the game. Yeah, they're so probability wizards, and then just a tentacle comes up and takes them And, and I get a free wizard. What? They lose a probability reroll. Oh. They lose a reroll, gain a dead probability wizard because he's dead. Oh, so you just get a husk. It was a joke. Oh, I was thinking you get a free wizard. <laughs> <laughs> no, you get a, your own wizard just dead. Okay, fair if enough. If you had any. If sure, not, I got you. No big deal. I got you. Number six. The tentacles seem to want to help. All, all armor rolls are at a minus one for this drive. Oh, so they're helping you down. They're just yeah. squiggly. It's nice and soft. That'd be so gross. Yeah. Number seven. What else could go wrong? Reroll the weather using a D8 until you get a result you do not currently have. Oh, I love this. And then it's like the Oklahoma Bowl right. weather chart. See, that's why I was confused because I yeah. thought it was like. So you roll the D8 and you get a, oh, there's no, oh, there is some normal. So one's heat wave, two through, two, three is very sunny, four, five is normal. Six, seven's pouring rain, and then a blizzard at eight. That's yeah. good. There's no combining of them. Right. But, you know, Can't wait something. to hear people whine about that, Tim Har. <laughs> Number eight. <laughs> the tentacles are definitely not wanting to help. 
all armor rolls are at a plus one for this drive. That's awesome. So it's the opposite of the other one. Yeah, you'll probably you'll have a lot of complaints about that one too. Oh yeah, that's okay. All aim all complaints about the, <laughs> the oh, kickoff table. To it Steve. gets worse. Okay. Hey guys, I have an idea. Each coach rolls two d six, adds fame. If the result is ten or over, you get a reroll. Well, I, I like that one. Yeah, I, I like this way of doing rerolls. I don't really want people to get rerolls, but if you roll that high, you get one. Sure, yeah. You've done this before, I think, mm-hmm. last year, and I praised you on I that. I like it. So go for it. So number 10. Now that's a lewd maneuver. Trying the, to turn the tide of the kick, one of the kicking team's players decides to take advantage of a giant tentacle near them. The kicking team must choose one of their players not in a tackle zone. They are lifted by the tentacle and thrown over the line of scrimmage. Choose a player on the... Choose a square on the line of scrimmage on the receiving team's side or up to two squares deeper, middle area only. Scatter three times and then land according to the normal landing rolls. The player may make a normal action after landing or not, unless injured, obviously. If the player being thrown is lewd grip, he lands on anything but a one. Wow, that's pretty awesome. It could be. So lewd grip can control those tentacles to lay mm-hmm. down softly. They're just throwing them over the line. Oh, that's pretty cool. If it happens. It's kind of like a blitz. Just one with one character, basically. And you have to land it. If you land it, yeah. <laughs> this blitz will cost you a land of four or better. <laughs> do, 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 do. Oh, he's dead. Uh, all tentacles right. give, tentacles take. <laughs> I like how you added the loot grip part. So uh, a little bit of incentive to take him. Mm-hmm. Uh, number 11, caution when slimy. Due to the overwhelming amount of slime covering the pitch, all go-for-its fail on a one or a two for this drive. Okay. That's kind of like the blizzard thing, right? Yeah. Nice. And my crowning achievement, 12. Oh, great. A grate opens up underneath the middle of the pitch. Randomly roll to see which of the seven squares on the line of scrimmage opens. This gate will open on each side of the pitch, kicking and receiving. Each player in that space is taken underground for the rest of the drive. After the drive ends, they come back sporting brand new tentacles. Each player receives the tentacle skill for the rest of the tournament. And then you get a nice little pink band from us to show that you have tentacles. That is amazing. It's, it may never come into play. It could happen the third game. Oh, it's going to come, come into play. Yeah. That would suck to lose your player for the drive. But it'd be cool to have that skill. So it'd be just awesome. a lineman guy. It'd be awesome though to happen like, you know, the kickoff right before halftime. And then mm-hmm. you get him back, and then you get tentacles. Oh, That'd be so great. The only thing is, like, if you're playing Nurgle and you already have tentacles, you don't get two tentacles. You just get more tentacles. Sure, they can have it. Yeah, doesn't change the skill. We'll tell you it's like in second edition. You have you have tentacles level six, but that does nothing else for you. <laughs> <laughs> you have fancy new tentacles. <laughs> Yeah, tentacle, <laughs> tentacle legs. Awesome. So we got a custom kickoff table. We have star players you could normally not play with certain teams. So the combinations are endless. A nice big build of 1.1 million. And if you're thinking of going, it's November 14th here in Norman, Oklahoma. It's still $20 up until the end of the month. And then after that, it'll be $25. We can register at the door for 25 and get your uh, rosters in early. Yes. That's very important, so we can check those and make it's sure It's always good if right. you register, pay, and get a roster in. makes everything much easier in life. 
if that's not incentive enough to come out and have a lot of fun, the last incentive is this is the final leg of the Scars Regional Series. Yep. Um, we have two guys high in the lead. Uh, it's down to two guys. And Dean and Tim. Unless they do incredibly bad and we have an attendance of like 40 people. Right. There's a slightest chance. <laughs> right. Someone but, else could squeeze in. probably realistically, 99% chance it's going to either be Tim Hart or Dean Piper who's mm-hmm. fighting it out. They're just points separating each guy. Yep. So uh, it's pretty exciting. And we'll also be giving away the Scars Legacy team. Yeah. Which I have almost all the miniatures in. And the team is coming together really cool. It looks really nice. It looks nice. Uh, everybody has different painting styles. Everybody's using different miniatures, but that's what you get with the legacy team. That's the fun of it. And it, it's, it's looking awesome. You know it's a good legacy team when you look at it and go, oh, I want to keep it. Well, your, your <laughs> name is in it just as much that's as true. my name. So yeah. right now I think we have 14 people in it. So we have a one out of 14 chance of, I think it's 14 people. Sounds right. Of uh, winning the thing. So it's pretty cool. awesome. And we'll have a third party. Pull the oh, I'm, thing. I I don't even want we to. We always hear, do. I don't want to hear from anybody. So I'm gonna have, I'm gonna give the the tickets to Kent, and he's gonna go write his, the names on them, and then he's gonna take them over to Brian, and Brian's <laughs> gonna pull the thing, and then Kent's gonna come back and do the result. There you go. Because I'm gonna win it. <laughs> you can hope. I can kind of. You have be, a good. Yeah. I have a one out of fourteen chance of being. I can brag. Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna win it. Boom. Done. My team. I'll take it if you don't. <laughs> Dude, if I win it, I'm, I'll probably play it. It's cool. Scars. Yeah. So I, I do appreciate everybody who's participated in that, whether you played played in it or, or far, far away. Yeah. And yeah, participated. So. Other than that, there'll be candy. We had donuts last year. I don't know if we'll do that again. Yeah, I don't know about that. People didn't really eat them. On, on the Scars deal, you do not have to be present to win. So oh, if no. you did donate a miniature, it's very possible that I'll just be uh, sending you the team. If you played. Right, yeah, yeah, if you played. So, Anyways, right. that's all I got for uh, Nuffleween, buddy. Sounds good. You're going to dress up in costume? I doubt it sincerely. Can I play in the tournament instead of you? No. What if there's, no. t- what if there's 10 this people? Feels so- you can play in addition to Okay. if there's not a whole lot of people. Woo-hoo, I'm odd man out. I'm going to uh, have to make up my team. I'm looking forward to just being able to go to a tournament. Not like I'm not going to do anything. but You will help. I know. You, you- but I get to actually just play during the day. I'll let you. I know. I'll handle it all. Yeah. Unless I'm playing, and then no. you'll probably have to handle mm-hmm. about 75% of it. Mm-hmm. Your games will be over quick. Mary. <laughs> Stop. Mm-hmm. I work with a Mary, and every time I see her, <laughs> I want to go, Mary. <laughs> all right. We're going to wrap this up. We'll be back with some shout-outs. and blood you're listening to both down with steve and scott coming up next shout outs okay go ahead with your shout out thing all right we got some shout outs to do who to do you want to start first um, shout outs! You knew that's coming. I knew it was coming. Everybody yeah. did. Anyways, uh, first one, Sean Lehman, who is doing a Kickstarter for what's it called? Oklahoma City's 
own Sean Lehman. I guess I should say the state of Oklahoma. I'm not going to reveal his city because I know that fans of his new game that's on Kickstarter. What, what? What, what? It's going to be all over him. He's the one, um, the creator of the Rivals Masters of the Deep game that's on Kickstarter. As of the time of that we are recording this on October 22nd, there's 22 days left. It is already funded. So it'll be done October 44th. Right. <laughs> there's 22 days left. It has already met its goal, but there's so many things cool. unlocking. And yeah, it actually it's got really those little cool. chibis and it's like steam. Right. I expect water. to get this from for Christmas from Steve. Oh, really? Yeah. That's not going to happen at the high level. So I can get all the extras. Steve bought you Star Wars tickets. <laughs> Steve bought him tickets and he knew he'd get in trouble if he didn't buy me one. There is truth to this. <laughs> um, we also, uh, I want to shout out uh, Lee Retman, who purchased some Prime Dice in the comic with some artwork by me and my buddies. Signed autograph edition. Signed and autographed, yeah. So uh, thank you very much. And uh, video, video Vid, if I'm pronouncing <laughs> that right. Uh, he, him and his group of guys over there in Italy, I believe. Or Spain. I think it's Spain they're going to Italy for World Cup. I cannot remember. You Uh, shipped it, so I can't remember. (laughs) Oh, no, it was Spain. Was it Spain? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, They bought a whole bunch of uh, Scott Prime dice, different colors and such, and I appreciate that very much. If anybody else would like Scott Prime dice, please contact us and give us all your hard-earned money. Yeah, we still got uh, some colors are almost out. The pink is almost out. Good. But uh, doing good on that. And then uh, we also like to, uh, I think collectively, we're happy that we have some new Blood Bowl podcasts that we talk about. Mm-hmm. We talked about earlier in the episode. But shout out to Anything But a One and Tr- Percy's Trollcast for coming aboard the scene. Welcome to the group. Yeah. And um, hopefully they last more than five or six episodes. Oh, they might. <laughs> <laughs> We've seen many come and go. That's right. And just when we thought one was dead, it kind of came back too. So, But then another one died. I think another one is officially dead. Uh, who knows? Yeah, another one might be coming. Ooh. It's just like, jeez. Awesome. For well, a I, game with no, that nobody plays, we sure do have a lot of podcasts. For a game that nobody plays... I think us tabletop people should admit that there's a lot of people playing the video game. Oh, of course. Whether it's buggy, it's bad, or chaos teams are ruining the scene. I've seen more posts lately on Facebook, because I'm in a lot of these Blood Bowl groups, where people are talking about it, and they're jazzed about it. And even up at the comic store when I work, people have talked to me about it because they know I play Blood Bowl, and they're like, they're excited about the game. We really need to get at least a flyer down there talking about... Do you want to learn tabletop blood bowl? Contact us at. I've tried to really talk to the couple of guys that have talked to me, and they love the concept of paying fifty dollars for a game, but not having to paint miniatures. I mean, or anything yeah. like that. Or, so if I wanted to play more than one team, I'd have to buy. You know, yeah. If you came to tournaments, you'd have to play. You know, another race. Yeah. I don't know, but eventually they might break down once they sample it and get the fever. Get the but fever. without a doubt. We're probably outnumbered us tabletop guys oh, sure. by a lot. Now, so. does it have the longevity? Who knows? No, I don't. Because that's really the main thing. Heck, I don't know. I mean, it might be more the, people played the old video game than tabletop, but 
right. that went away. It could be a fad like those remote control cars that play soccer. Is that a fad? Rocket League? Oh, I love that. Shout out to Rocket League players. <laughs> Rocket League's pretty cool. I am never going to play that game, but that is the one game I enjoy watching people play. If you ever play. get bored, go on Twitch, watch people play Rocket League. It's pretty entertaining. It's pretty fun. I'm like the old man, just letting the kids swim and watch their joy. <laughs> you could actually get uh, DeLorean um, skins for that. For Back That's to cool. the Future. It would be neat. I, I downloaded like a BMW skin or something for a Mario Kart. Yeah, it's true. It's pretty awesome. So, uh, any more shout-outs, Steve? Been a low month for shout-outs. Man, we're not getting... Where's the feedback, fellas? It was also just fellas? two weeks ago that we did the I know. podcast. I know. So. We're doubling up this month, catching up on the number scheme. Next month's a big five zero. Big five zero. It's really been months ago that the big five zero happened. Sure. But, if, you know, in the number scheme, we're in the five zero. That's pretty we either impressive. accept it or we don't. At this point, yeah, whatever. Yeah, okay. So episode 50 is coming out next month. Don't think we're doing anything special. We might do episode 50 and then a enough a ween recap or something. What? We're going to include all that stuff in. If you ask me. Nobody it's just going to be does. extra big. It's going to be twice as long as a normal episode. We're going to go for the record of the longest Blood Bowl podcast. I'm not against that idea, except I have to edit it. <laughs> that's why and I'm, it's kind of hard. That's why I'm kind of all for it to do it. Now, I mean, I mean, if you listen to the D six generation, those guys have podcasts that almost go four hours, so we could, you know, they probably also get crowdfunded and have good computers. Um, we yeah. established that mine can't even play Blood Bowl. <laughs> I wanted to pick up another game that a friend told me about. He's like, oh, you'd really like this. You should get into it. Look, can I play this? The website goes, no. <laughs> That's cute. And it patted me on my head. But in other news, Bullhead Inc. is up and running, right? Bullhead for the, Inc.? For the last shout out here. Sure. Let's go out with a, a Kilowog. Let's mm-hmm. add a Kilowog. Add a Kilowog to the shout outs. Yeah. My um, business is up and running. Bullhead, one word, Inc. Ink. I'm in, I'm impressed. He goes out there and he prints some shirts. If I you, did one in between segments. If you, <laughs> let's see, this will be in the past. So if you just came off of Oktoberfest Bowl or whatever it's called, Oktoberfest, just Oktoberfest, run by mm-hmm. Jim Luft and the guys from. Uh, the Blood Bowl blog, all those shirts were produced by Blood, uh, the Bullhead Inc. Mm-hmm. So, impressive. I'm getting things squared away, getting shirts made. Still need to get websites up and running. Sp- plan to have a special Blood Bowl-only website soon. Oh, that's nice. Good. Just have to find time and expertise. I notice you have the ability to do dice bags. I do. That's I a- have the ability to do the dice bags like at Chaos Cup and something special, which I haven't tried yet. Oh, okay. Then don't tell everybody. Well, I did. You did? Just did. What? Dice bags? No, I'm saying that. I have an idea to do special dice bags. Oh, okay. I don't know if it'll work. I oh, have to try okay. it. I got you. I'm with you. I'm sorry. Sorry to oh, no. keep this dragging out. Well, cool. And buttons soon sublimating like i can do i can do all kinds of crap 
I like watching you go through the trial and error process of, damn it, I messed this up, Jeez. and then you fix the next one. That's part of learning, though. Oh, I know, and it's very frustrating because it'd be nice and easy <laughs> if my brother came up and actually showed me how to do stuff. It was a lot better messing up shirts when it was your brother's business. Oh, yeah. And then you could, like, hey, Scott, I got this extra shirt. Mm-hmm. Kind of messed up on it, but you can have it. Well, I can still do that now, but... <laughs> I know. It's just... Man, if if you don't know, I mean, like, I got a whole garage full of equipment dollar machines that i don't have a clue what the hell i'm doing <laughs> don't and, don't say that no i can get it done but like my brother has to walk me through it and he lives three hours away there is a few machines i have not seen you touch so i'm sure that's coming two after. printers that i have not done anything <laughs> sublimation know. and uh photo printer you'll get there brother i will so if you need any t-shirts like jim luff did and um if you want buttons, I can do three inch, no problem. Any other size, got a big enough order, I'll buy the equipment. Cool. Awesome. So uh, all your Blood Bowl merch mm-hmm. needs can be satisfied through both down. I will satisfy you. To Bullhead Inc. You know what I thought of the other day? What's that? Bullhead, B and D mm-hmm. at the ends. Mm-hmm. BD. Nice. Both down. Let's just change our podcast on episode 50 to Bullhead. Bullhead podcast. Why we not? are a couple bullheads. I think you're a lot more bullheaded than me. This is true. I, I usually go with the flow a lot easier than you do. Okay, if no one's caring, I'm going to make a... I'm going to stick up for myself, yeah. Okay. <laughs> it gets so annoying. What do you want to do? Oh, I don't know. What do you want to do? Oh, I don't know. What do you want to do? Are you asking me? Because if you're asking me, I will tell you. Otherwise, just pick something. No, it's okay. You can pick. Okay, I want this. You're so opinionated. You fucking asked. All right. The final, it's not really a shout out. It is a request to the fans. Nude Uh, photos. No. Well, to any of the ladies out there, sure. Any of the ladies? Sure. Bring it. I'll look. Okay. So, Jonathina. Sure. Bring it. I don't care. Extremina? Sure, whatever. Whatever. Bring it. I'll look. T. Lawson and Tina? <laughs> right. T. Lawson <Loss> Tina. <laughs> and and uh, Shauna kick that your is, arses. T. Lawson Tina might be a player on one of my new teams. <laughs> Just when I was trying to talk, bring it back to Blood Bowl and oh, talk sorry. serious. Let's go. So we are about to start the 10th season of the Dragonfire Blood Bowl League. And I don't really know what... The final team, the team I'm going to play in the tenth season. I'm probably going to play Cast Pact, but we played two teams, so I'm kind of narrowed it down to like. I kind of wanted to play Slan, but you're going to play Slan, so I probably shouldn't play Slan. That's the idea, yeah. Um, so therefore, I'm probably going to either go with Nurgle or Vampires. I kind of want a team that doesn't come with built-in skills, just to kind of have a little self challenge there with the random skills. Do we know? Do we know what Alan's playing? We don't. So if he plays vampires, play Nurgle. Well, that's the yeah. obvious choice. I think he's going to play something different from what okay. I understand. He was done with vampires. So I'm asking the fans, and they can do it by, they can send an email if you want. Just give me a vote. What do you think I should play, Nurgle or vampires? Email or vote Scott. Let him know which one you pick. Yeah, I might even name a player after you. To choose your own adventure. Yeah. Maybe they could be the coach. The only downfall to having vampires is I've had to use... Uh, my vampire team's not completely painted yet, so... Because you got new thralls? 
Right. Yeah. And so that's the only downside to that. But, yeah, it's a home league, so you can do whatever you want. Yeah, absolutely. So, anyways, your opinions. What does Scott Prime need to challenge himself with? Vampires or Nurgle? For vampires, turn to page 24. For Nurgle, turn to page 41. Speaking of Nurgle, my team on uh, the Fumble League <laughs> is effing uh, destroyed. Yeah. In between uh, segment three and shout outs, Scott had to play a game. I'm going to end this with saying I think it's the curse of uh, Keggy. Because last week of the season, I had to play our buddy Keller in the league with his, his orcs. He wasn't going to the playoffs. I was. Right. Didn't really need to play the game, but, you know, in the theme of it all, I should have played the game. Right. But it makes me wonder if some people, like, go, oh, I can't make it this week, and then they, did, you know, dodge a team. Yeah. So I play him, and he kills one of my best players, one of my best Nurgle Warriors. So I limp into the playoffs, and from that moment on, I've been getting people killed left and right. And it's just my highest star player guy, dead. Dead, dead. I lost a guy tonight with a MA plus one, block, dodge, tackle, wrestle. Jeez. It was, uh, it's, they're just falling off. It's it's like baby back ribs. The meat's just falling off the bones, dude. It's They're dead. They're all dead. I'm not buying another player for the rest of the season and calling it done. So there you go. There's a reason I don't play. <laughs> tonight and fumble. It was, it was knockout, uh, serious injury, dead, like first three blocks. In the same turn. Yeah. Before I ever got to move, there was three guys removed from the pitch before I ever got a turn. Jeez. And it's just like, well, why bother? So, oh, well. I I'll, agree. I'll, I'll play out the season, unlike some people. <laughs> and I don't even know who I was aiming that at, but somebody's at home listening going, He's, He's talking about me. <laughs> it's probably your ex. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Give me a vote on the vampires or Nurgle for season 10. And if Steve has nothing else to say, I'm going to say good night, everybody. Good night. You can follow both down on Twitter at both down. You can follow Scott at Fat Finley, F-A-T-F-I-N-L-E-Y, and Steve at Kilowog2814. If you'd like to email, their email address is bothdownpodcast at gmail.com. Or for more information, you can visit them at bothdown.com or on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash bothdown. Okay. Rock and roll. My brain is in? Yeah. All right, ready? Are you? I don't know. You got to listen to the last one. It's like an episode in an episode. In an episode. Welcome to... Bo- yeah, I did. Okay. So it's your turn. <clears throat> you ready? Nope. <clears throat> Welcome to Both Down. Ah, oh, shit. Welcome to episode.
49er both down? Mm-hmm. The No One Blue Bowl podcast. Okay. Welcome to episode 49 of Both Down. <laughs> shit. That's not right. Both Down the shit. No, what is it? Welcome to episode 49, Both Down, the number one Blue Bowl podcast. Don't want to say welcome to Both Down, episode 49? Whatever, either way. That's what we say. Right? We don't say episode first. You don't even remember anymore. I've confused you to a point where you don't remember. Down, episode 48. Yeah, sounds right. Just because I did it that way does not mean that we always do it that way. <clears throat> we are now. Until we forget next month. Which is always. Yeah. All right, you ready now? Am I? Yes.